0: It's a Penalty harnesses the power of sport to prevent abuse, exploitation, and human trafficking. We're working to disrupt the fastest growing illegal business enterprise in the world while protecting victims and preventing trafficking through awareness and education because we believe prevention is better than cure. Welcome, everybody, to the premiere episode of the It's a Penalty podcast. I'm Josh Miller. I'll be your host today, and we're speaking with the CEO of the It's a Penalty campaign, Sarah DiCarvalho. We hope you'll be encouraged. Sport brings people together. We stand with It's a Penalty against the exploitation and trafficking of vulnerable people.
1: It's a was amazing for us because of the scope, the passion, and the clear direction
0: around human trafficking.
2: We're enlisting the help of the community and our business partners so that we can teach them to spot the signs of human trafficking. We support It's a Penalty in Preventing Human trafficking.
0: These crimes will not be tolerated. It's a penalty. Hi, Sarah.
2: Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm really well. How are you?
0: I'm great. So today we're going to be interviewing you about It's a Penalty. You're the CEO, right? I am. And headquarters are based outside of London in the UK.
2: They are. That's right. Okay. Um,
0: So I I wanted to um, talk with you about how It's a Penalty got started and, um, you know, where the idea came from. We have this question come up a lot where people ask us, well, how did this get started? You know, so could you take us back and give us sort of the backstory when you first thought about this idea to run these campaigns?
2: Yeah, and I think it's helpful actually to go back a little bit further um, because it kind of helps contextualize why I kind of then naturally went on to starting It's a Penalty from my original Charity that I started, Happy Child. Um, So, my background's media. And in the early 1990s, I felt convicted to go to Brazil between contracts with Sky um, when I heard children living on the streets, starving, half naked, on drugs, and that a vast majority of them died before they reached the age of 18 years old. And so, I thought, well, I'll go just between contracts. Um, uh, but when I saw the reality of what these children um were living, you know, I mean it doesn't get worse than a child living in the gutter. I just yeah, I knew I had to stay and try and make a difference for such some of them. And I set up um the charity, the other charity, Happy Child. Um, and over the years with an amazing team, um, we set up many projects throughout Brazil. Um, and I, li- I actually lived in Brazil for 10 years. Um,
1: oh, wow.
2: And, yeah, and I still see Brazil as my second, my second home. Um, but we set up many, many projects to rescue, rehabilitate, reintegrate thousands of children from the streets and places of risks in the favelas and over the years you know almost 12,000 children have and teenagers have been helped and their families Um, wow yeah um, we had a very strong focus on family reintegration and a majority of the you know people would say oh my goodness how can children who run away from these terrible Terrible poverty and violence. How? Why would you want to help them get back to their original families? But actually, we found that unless you work with the root of the problem, that child's never going to grow up healed. So even if they couldn't go back to their immediate family, they could. They could majority probably. I think it was something like seventy three percent could go back to their extended family. and the way that it worked, and I think we had we had a sixty three percent success rate, was because we partnered with um, organisations within and institutions within that particular favela, that shanty town. Um, okay. for Example with the schools and with the um, social services and the health clinics who followed that family up for us. But anyway. Um, we also actually, Happy Child also has set up preschools in Angola, in Lubango over the last five, six years, which is run by an amazing Brazilian couple. Um, but anyway, wow. yeah. And in in 2006, I was back in the UK with my young family and I set up an office in the UK, uh, which is actually from where it's a is also based today. Um, to support the work in Brazil. And I would go backwards and forwards to Brazil quite regularly um, to see the work. And um, in around 2012, we started to notice, particularly in the Northeast of Brazil, these young, particularly young girls, but also boys on the streets were being trafficked. Oh, wow exploited for sex openly on the streets. And they were clearly being dressed up to look older than they were, they they were under age. And yeah,
0: and that was back in 2012, right? You were saying?
2: 2012, exactly. With the kind of run up to the Football World Cup, which was going to be in two thousand, which was in 2014. And one visit that I made, um, I would always go out on the streets with the Happy Child Street team. And it was kind of quite late at night, and we were on one of the main streets in Recife, which is a city in the northeast of Brazil, where we had projects. And I met this, I, we saw this kind of group of, of young girls, clearly dressed up to the cod and they were outside a motel selling themselves. And I got chatting to one of them, and she told me her story, and she, she was... Um, She told me that at the age of 11, she'd been sent to the streets to beg for money because- Oh my goodness. yeah, There was no food at home, but pretty quickly, she'd been caught up with a a trafficker who had exploited her for money for five years. So for five years, this girl.
0: Oh, five years.
2: Five years. And you know how, you know the saying that the eyes are the window of the soul? When you look- when you looked into her eyes, when I looked into her eyes, she was dead, like dead before she was dead. And she told me that she could take me then and there where they were selling girls and boys as young as nine and 10 years old in a house. And she told me that her clients came from all over the world, from America, from Africa, from Europe, as well as from South America. Um, and she told me that she'd given birth to two babies, um, and they were back in the favela being brought up by her mom. And she just said, you know, there's just, there's no hope for me. She said, that's what she said. And she just looked at me and she said, please, will you do something to help us? And her words, yeah, I mean, her words drive me still to do what I do today, you know? And there's a proverb that says, um, speak up for those um, who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of Mm -hmm. all those who are destitute, speak up and judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and needy. And I knew that Rose couldn't speak up for herself. And I also knew that Rose represented the 2 million children that statistics say are are trafficked and exploited.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. all over the world and no country's exempt. No country, no city, no town is exempt. It is happening in your own backyard. Um, and of course the internet fuels that. So I I just, I knew when I came back to the UK that I, 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 ha- I don't know, I just knew that I had to do, like something changed. My meeting with Rose, I knew that mm-hmm. There was going to be a change in what I was doing, and sure enough, soon after that, I was invited to go and speak to the All Party Parliament Group in Parliament in London about what was happening in Brazil with the children. And, okay. I, and, and in that room, when I spoke in Parliament, there were people that were going to, you know, representatives from the House of Commons, representatives from the House of Lords, that basically helped. It's a penalty start, and. I was invited to, the Metropolitan Police got in contact with me, with us, because at the time it was confidential, but they were preparing kind of bogus websites to try and catch potential offenders before they got
1: okay.
2: to, with with thinking about the World Cup, right, in 2014. And so they invited us to go into Scotland Yard and during one of the, the meetings that we had, they said to me, why don't you, why don't you run a campaign with a run-up to the football World Cup? And they told me about the extraterritorial legislation, which is provisions in law for countries to prosecute their citizens for the abuse of children that takes place abroad. So, in other words, if somebody has paid for sex with a child under the age of eighteen in Brazil,
1: okay. they can,
2: they'll be, they can be prosecuted not only in Brazil. You know, during the Football World Cup, but when they get back home. And they said, if, okay. you raise, if you raise awareness about what's happening, in other words, human trafficking exists, children are being exploited under the age of 18, dressed up to look older than they are, and they can't use that in their defense. They can't say, oh, well, the child's showed me their ID and they, they it said they were over 18 or they looked over 18. You can't use that as your defense. An offender can't use that as their defense in court. And they okay. said, if you raise awareness about what's happening about the issue, you raise awareness about penalties for offenders and educate everyone on the signs to look out for and a hotline that people can, can call if they suspect something, it will deter up to 95% from committing the crime. Because they said where there is an influx of hundreds of thousands of people, people are looking for entertainment. So they're not necessarily pedophiles. They're people that are away from home
1: Okay, and
2: they just think, you know, well, why not? <laughs> um, and so they said, by raising awareness, you know, it it will deter ninety five percent. It could deter up to ninety five percent.
0: Wow! I mean, you think about that. Just that kind of raising that awareness can make such a big um, impact, right?
2: Exactly. I mean, that's really high. And also, I think. I think the thought that that I hadn't realized was that actually a majority of offenders aren't necessarily pedophiles. Do you know what I mean? It's like they just not, they've had a few drinks, they're out with their mates or they're looking for some entertainment and the girl looks older than she is. Mm -hmm. So it was just, so by raising awareness, education, education changes behavior you know, raising awareness, education, and education changes behavior. So I felt like I've been handed a gauntlet when, when they, when the Metropolitan police, when they said this to me, suggested this campaign. And honestly, that, that is, that is how it's a penalty was birthed. It's wow. a penalty because I just thought,
0: that's amazing.
2: Yeah, I felt like I'd been handed a gauntlet. It was like, how could I say no? How could I refuse if, if running this campaign could deter 95% from committing the crime if running this campaign could protect these children like rose how could i not how could i say no to that and yeah exactly that's when the idea of its a penalty was birthed
0: wow that's i mean just hearing that story it's it's just an amazing story and to just see all the pieces that fit together and you were in the right place at the right time. And then, you know, I can imagine having the Metropolitan Police, you know, speak to you in that way. That must have been like, felt sort of heavy, right? When you felt that.
2: Yes, absolutely. And of course the campaign that we did run, the It's a Penalty campaign that we ran during the Football World Cup, you know, we managed to get some of the biggest names in football. We made a short film. American Airlines said, we will show that film on every single British Airways flight with a run-up and during the Football World Cup in Brazil. And we partnered with the government, you know, and of course, happy, having worked for years in Brazil, the government knew very well about our work. In fact, they funded our work. Wow. So they were only too happy to partner with it. It's a penalty and to provide us with a hotline that people could dial if they suspected anything. And, you know, we... We had a big launch um, the media will grab the story. Um, and there were 11,252 calls to the hotline that we were promoting on our campaign. Platform. Wow. Yeah. During the football world cup in
1: 2014.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: Wow, we- 11,000, a little over 11,000 calls to the hotline, right?
2: Correct, correct. So, and there were eighty-seven foreign cases. So, everyone was like, "Well, that was a trial run, you know. Brazil's going to be hosting the Olympics and Paralympics in 2016 in Rio. We could you run it again?" And so that's when I thought, "Hold on a minute, this, this, this something. You know, this, this, this is something big." And so, I left handed over responsibility of happy child and I set up a separate charity it's a penalty campaign it's a penalty okay with a new board and we you know started to get partners and we made a new film with a run-up to the olympics and paralympics in rio we became it's a penalty became part of the rio olympic committee's sustainability program which was amazing the only other that is amazing the only other organization was unicef which is huge and we made a new film we managed to get people like usain bolt and this time around 11 airlines showed that film in flight and the film on the giant screen inside the olympic parks um and we partnered with hotels and you know, the, the, the kind of model, if you like, of It's a Penalty started to organically grow. Um, yes, so that's- And then a
0: similar a similar model has been used all around the world at, in different campaigns, right? C-
2: correct. I mean, collaboration is absolutely key for It's a Penalty. And, you know, we work with the sports industry, obviously that's the sporting governing bodies like the NFL, like the Commonwealth Games Federation, the IOC, Um, you know, it's really important for us to be endorsed by the overarching sporting governing body, but then also to partner with the host committees in that host city, in that host nation. So that would be of the Super Bowls, of the Commonwealth Games, the Olympics and Paralympics, and uh, and so on um, And then also you know we work with the biggest names in sport relevant to that sporting event and they are the voice and face of our campaign, which I think is because it, it, it's a difficult subject to talk about you know human trafficking which is the fastest growing illegal business in the world and the second largest criminal industry in the world, you know this needs to be talked about and it's hard to talk about it and it's hard to listen to but somehow, it, you know the, the sporting ambassadors that we have make that more accessible, um, and I think that you know I am just so grateful for for the part, part you know the partnerships that we do have, but also it's really important for us to partner with the travel and tourism industry. So that's mm-hmm. airlines and airports and taxi companies and, and, you know, ride shares like Uber, hotels, big hotel chains like the Hilton and Airbnb. We're, we're forming a partnership now with Airbnb, you know, as well as law enforcements and, um, you know, and, and international and national NGOs.
0: Yeah, I mean, just thinking about that model, like you mentioned, being able to raise awareness on such a high level and then educate people, because we know that part of what It's a Penalty does is educate the people in that city, the hosting city and around that are flying in on the signs to look for, right? And, and what to do if you see those signs.
2: Exactly. So the model is, um, you know, we'll obviously contextualize, but the model is the same in that because we have those partnerships now with airlines and you know with uber and with hotels and we'll make a short film and 30 second film and that's then shown on the on the airlines as people arrive into the hosting city but once it's uploaded onto the airlines it will be shown all over the world which is amazing so that sporting event provides a platform to get those important important messages all over the world and the messages are raising awareness about it and educating about it and educating about penalties for offenders and hotlines and signs to look out for um and then you know obviously as you arrive at the airport you you there's more information at the airport about its penalty and then you get you get your taxi get your uber and there's more information in that in that in the car and then when you get to your airbnb or your your hotel there's more information there consistent um
1: mm-hmm. with
2: your presence on social media media because research shows that if someone sees the same information seven times they will remember it and that's what it's a penalty does. okay so but those
0: it, so those different touch points right that people correct. see the materials when they're like you said when they're flying in when they're in the airport as they're getting into a rideshare or a taxi, and then around the city they see the campaign, and it's the faces are the ambassadors of that sporting event, right?
2: Exactly, so it makes you look at it, and it's like, and I think you respect. And it's respect that comes from those sporting ambassadors, you know, um, and it and it's relevant to that event that you're attending.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's an amazing campaign. I'm so proud to be a part of it, and um, you know, we're we're our next global campaign that we're working on is going to be Super Bowl Fifty Five, right in Tampa.
2: That's right, um, right. That's I think that's our fifth Super Bowl, fourth or fifth Super Bowl. Josh, it's great having you, you know, working with it's a penalty as our U.S. director um of partnerships you're um you know you're doing an amazing job there and you know we're delighted that we have this um partnership now with the nfl um as well as obviously the hosting committee in in tampa um and Hill- hillsborough it's hillsborough county commission as well and you know all the all the partnerships yes. that you're building up you know because that's what you know we're only going to we're only going to have impact if we all work together, and that's-
0: exactly. And like you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned earlier about the collaboration. Mm. Um, you know, and and really to make the campaign successful, it really takes that partnership with other organizations, other NGOs, other partners. Um, can you just talk a little bit about how those partnerships, how important they are, really to the campaign?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't do it without those partnerships um, because that's where the impact comes. You know, when, when we all come together, there's going to be impact on all those different levels, you know, through the sports industry, through the travel and tourism industry, through the, the NGOs. And I think, you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think by working, by partnering with, especially the local NGOs, that helps. It's a penalty contextualized, so you know, which is really important because of legacy, but also because of impact. So, you know, our messages are aligned with the local messages to contextualize our campaigns, um, and you know that that includes sort of the overall messaging. So, for example, um, for Miami this year for the Super Bowl. Uh, the, the overall messaging was stop exploitation and trafficking, text calls, save lives. So there was that consistency as well as the hotlines, as well as the signs to look out for. Um, and, and of course, our mm-hmm. our sporting ambassadors. Whereas in Atlanta, the previous year, in 2019, the messaging was, was stand up against the exploitation and trafficking of vulnerable people, learn something, see okay. something. something. And the you know the the signs to look out for were kind of twi- you know slightly changed to 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 kind of contextualize and to meet the need in that city, and I think that's really really important. And the colors and the look and feel of the campaign will change as well. So we're kind of yeah, absolutely. It's a penalty. It's kind of global, but we're local.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to put it. Um, Going back to Atlanta for a minute, um, I know that during that Atlanta campaign or leading up to the Super Bowl, there was a story that came out of that. Part of what It's a Penalty does is distribute posters of missing children, right? In cooperation with your partners. So can you tell us about about that story that happened in Atlanta with the missing child?
2: Yes, so we um, partner with SOAP um, and we organise an event. I know you were very much involved with coordinating that in Miami, but in Atlanta, we joined up, teamed up with Soap, um, and was like hundreds of volunteers. We distributed. Uh, well, we all met, you know, kind of early morning and made these packs, which included soap um, with the hot. Okay. And then also like, it's a penalty posters with the faces of the footballers, the ambassadors, as well as the messaging and the signs to look out for on the hotline. So we had posters, we had wristbands, um, we had leaflets um, w- and we um, we packaged everything up. Um, And it was divided up into teams and we went to 400 hotels and motels all over the city, but also it included a list of missing children from NCMEC. Um, Okay.
0: And and those get distributed to the hotels, right? That are all around the city.
2: Exactly. And the teams that take them are trained to what to say and how to engage with management. And everybody was very, very receptive. And, you know, the list of missing children was put back of house as well as the poster with the signs to look out for and and the hotlines and, but what was amazing was that four, four four or five of those children on that list were identified and one of them was actually, that the 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 manager of the hotel said you know that that girl I can even tell you which bedroom she's in, and so we were able wow. to, to the police yeah and she was rescued, and so the-
0: because of the campaign and because of those materials that the hotels received and that that poster that had the faces of the missing children in the area right they were able to just identify you know I, I've seen that girl she's in our hotel I mean that's that's just amazing
2: it is amazing you know it really is amazing and it's frontline work and you know this year in Miami we had even more volunteers and hopefully in Tampa we'll have even more you know, because, you know, by 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 educating and by distributing these materials and the list of missing children, we're saving lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, saving no, life. absolutely. That, and also, um, I mean, it's just, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, and also, you know, so the victim was rescued, she was rescued, but the offender was arrested.
0: Yeah, no, which is, which is so important. And, you know, I know that surrounding, like, when we're talking about a Super Bowl campaign like this, there's a lot that goes on around a Super Bowl that we don't always see. Like, there are, um, like, law enforcement um, activity that's happening and things that are going on. And so, you know, when you think about a campaign like this that's raising so much awareness and you have all of these people looking out for these signs, you can correlate how, you know, sending in a tip or calling in on a hotline if you really notice something serious could really help law enforcement with what they're doing in the local area, right?
2: Absolutely. I mean, the law enforcements that we work with, where we run the campaign during major sporting events around the world, they all say, you know, every bit of, if you suspect anything, don't hesitate to call because the more information they have, the more they can build a case.
0: Correct, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, you know, the work that It's a Penalty is doing is just amazing and I continue to be amazed by it. And, you know, to date, there's a number that you have, right, of the the rescue and protection of victims. And what is that number to date?
2: So, well, it's interesting because on average, um, it's a penalty Reaches 180 million people worldwide per campaign, and so together with our partners, we've facilitated the protection and rescue of over 16,891 victims of abuse and exploitation during major sporting events, as well as obviously preventing thousands more from becoming. Wow! People. Yeah,
0: I mean that's a that's a that's a big number, you know for. Um, for the, the amount of years that It's a Penalty has been running these campaigns. And, you know, I know that we run them all over the world, and we kind of have a busy year next year, right? So could you go through a couple of the campaigns that are going to be happening next year in 2021?
2: Yeah, I can. So, um, you yeah, know, obviously, we've We've run eight campaigns so far, and that's, you know, obviously the Football World Cup in 2014, the Olympics and Paralympics in 2016 in Rio. We've done Super Bowls in Minneapolis and Atlanta and Miami and now Tampa. Tampa's gonna be next year. Um, And then we've run it during the Winter Olympics in South Korea, the Hong Kong Rugby Sevens, the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games in Australia. and, and then ne- this year, we were going to be running it during an event during the Euros semifinals and finals in London, but that's now been postponed until next summer, as was okay. the Tokyo We were going to be running it this year during the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics, um, July to September, but obviously that's now being postponed until next year. Um, and then hopefully we'll be running it the end of next year also during the T20 cricket championships in India so it's a busy year next year and then of wow, course it is a busy year yeah, it is and then this year also we had the Liam Neeson campaign um, educating about this human trafficking so you yeah, know we've had a lot on this year
0: yeah and the Liam the Liam Neeson campaign we've been talking about that on Instagram lives with our partners We've been talking about how more than three and a half million people now have seen that video of Liam Neeson educating about the signs to look out for. And we've had so much uh, good response to that campaign. People people telling us that they've seen it all across social media. And it really was a, a real timely campaign, right? Given this year with COVID-19.
2: It so was. I mean, I one of the reasons that I Hadn't this idea of 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 of, our, of wanting to ask Liam Neeson to 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 help us with this campaign is because <clears throat> you know over the years as we've been running it, um, like you said, you know all over the world. When I chat to people, you know, a, a majority of people will say, you know, I don't really understand what human trafficking is, but I have seen the film Taken. And, you know, for those of us who have seen the film, um, the story is about two young girls that are traveling around Europe and they're abducted and trafficked and sexually exploited. And whilst that is one form of human trafficking, you know, a vast majority are trafficked within their own cities and towns, often by people they know. So, you know, we we approached Liam Neeson, um, and eventually after a year managed to make contact with him and he graciously agreed to make this sh- two short videos for us a 30 second video which is currently being shown on four airlines Cathay Pacific, Japanese Air, Emirates and American Airlines and more will show it in due course and it's, I think it's, it's also being shown at Miami airport isn't it at the moment?
0: Yeah at the Miami International Airport, I, yes
2: um, and, and some cinemas, Village roadshow cinemas in Australia. And we're hoping that Hilton Hotels will also be showing it in due course. But I think, and then we, like you were saying earlier, you know, we had a panel in July, and, and really in response to COVID-19, and in, in, in as much as, you know, the vulnerable are gonna be even more vulnerable to exploitation and human trafficking as a result of COVID. Um, um, You know, some of our panelists were experts in anti-trafficking, human trafficking, one of whom was Nick NICMEC and, you know, Callahan. Walsh, he confirmed that there had been like a 300% increase of calls to their tip line in April alone. Yeah. Um, And so how, like you were saying, Josh, how timely was, is this um, video on, you know, what is human trafficking? Um, in collaboration with Liam Neeson. And I think in total since July, I mean, I know thousands of people watched that panel, didn't they? I think something like 234,000 people have seen it so far. Mm -hmm. We had had two survivors of human trafficking as well. Um, And we launched the film then, the the two minute film where he educates about signs to look out for. But I think in total with social media and media, it's reached 100 and, almost 139 million people worldwide. And we're hoping
0: that's amazing. And you know, it's really only just getting started because, um, as you said, other airlines will be um, running it soon and other, you know, possibly other cinemas and things like that. And it's really one of those campaigns that doesn't have a time stamp on it like your sporting event campaign. So it can run continuously for a while and it really now is really a very important time like you mentioned with COVID-19 for people to hear this message to know the signs to learn them and be educated so they know what to do if they see it because like you mentioned online exploitation is on the rise there's more vulnerable people than there have been before due to COVID and 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 issues surrounding that and so I really feel like that's you know, the campaigns that we're going to be running in 2021 around these major sporting events are going to be even more important because those cities and those people need to hear this message.
2: They really do. Um, and, you know, that that's our hope and that's our goal. That's It's a penalty's goal. Um, you know, so it, it's, it's really important that we continue to run this campaign um, during major sporting events. It's really important as, you know, when they, when, they, when they start again after COVID early next year and, you know, we're, 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 we're very much aware of the impact that COVID is going to have. Um, and of course, sporting events do provide a platform to get the message out far and wide. Um, and we, we've also got, alongside the campaigns, we've got our Common Protect advocacy project. Which um, is our long term systematic change to child protection, which is seeing this extraterritorial legislation. We're hoping to see that enacted in as many of the Commonwealth countries um, as Mm -hmm. possible.
0: Yeah, and that's really important, you know, um, advocating for change in some of those countries that don't have those laws in place. Um, It's really important because to be able to prosecute these offenders. You know, back home or, or in a in a city where the sporting event is happening, the laws have to be in place in order to properly prosecute them. And so um, that that's a really important work. And we really should do a, another podcast episode on Common Protect and um, and well, talk a little bit about how that how that works.
2: Yeah, good idea. And I just want to finish by saying that if anyone's listened to this podcast and if they are victims or they suspect that someone they know is or they suspect they've seen something then do go to the itsapenalty.org website and click on make a report and it'll go through to a map of the world that we have developed and wherever you are in the world you can click over that part of the world and it will come up with all different mechanisms by which you can report um and you know familiarize yourself with the signs to look out for as well
0: No, that's great. Sarah, thank you so much for chatting with us today. And, you know, we look forward to having you on future podcasts. And, um, you know, this is a new thing for It's a Penalty, and we're excited about it.
2: Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to hosting some of the podcasts with you, Josh. And thank you so much for chatting with me today.
0: If you want to learn more about the It's a Penalty campaign, visit our website, itsapenalty.org, or follow us on social media.